Married with Children, the podcast. Hosted by Dustin and Callie. Follow us on social media. On Twitter, at Married underscore show. Facebook, Married with Children show. On Instagram, Married with Children show. Or reach out to us in an email, marriedwithchildrenshow at gmail.com. We're always looking for guests and sponsors. If you have a name of a guest that would be an interesting interview on the Married with Children show, please send that information to us through social media or straight to our email address, Also, if you have a small business that you'd be interested in being a sponsor on the show, please reach out to us through an email so that we can work out a way that best suits you and our listeners. Also, if you like the podcast, be willing to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Welcome back to Throttled Up the Podcast. Uh, Exciting night here tonight. I got a a couple drivers in studio with us, and uh, you know we've kind of pushed this out here on on facebook live so excited to see if we get some people in watching us but uh um you know again we got the races in this week mother nature played with us uh great night of racing some exciting races over there at brownstown speedway and uh you know and and some exciting races coming up as well matt oh yeah we got uh starting into the meat and potatoes of the of the schedule there you know the the big race is coming up this coming saturday you're gonna be the born free 40 so that's you know we're going to be there the you know the mars series is going to be in for that so that's going to be a great night absolutely you want to go ahead and introduce our guests that we've got with us tonight yeah we got uh the double zero jeremy um owens back man i forgot your last name <laughs> <laughs> and then also the pure stock driver Derek clegg all right now current points leader over at brownstown so you survived holding it on for the week air there Derek. so it's, i've had some tough breaks but i've had some lucky breaks too so we, <laughs> we're gonna hold on as long as we can i know you came into the night as a points leader and you know so got to take it home and keep it for a week again so that's that's a good thing yeah we, we didn't gain as many points on the second place cars i'd like but we still gained a few so that's always a good thing when you're gaining. yeah, yeah. jeremy moved up to third in, in the modifieds there and Dennis Boatnick, man, points leader, 79 late model tra- cha- track champion, now leading the modified points. So I, to me, you know, likes the history of the sport. That's very cool that, that Dennis is up there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. And uh, here before we get started, I do want to I do want to shout out our uh, our sponsors here on the show. <clears throat> and uh, that starts, obviously, with uh, Schaefer Photo and Custom Tea and Mark and Jamie Schaefer. And I can't say enough about what they've done for us to help us out and um, if you are at Brownstown Speedway this weekend, we hope you are. Go see uh, our new sponsor, Bronze Bobby. Uh, Bronze Bobby can be found there in the Schaefer Photo and Custom Tea booth, and uh, go talk to Bobby and uh, pick up some uh, some you know gear and some uh, mementos there from Schaefer and Photos Schaefer Photo and Custom Tea. Um, also in the FastLaneProductions.com. You know, a huge shout out to Ryan and Nathan for everything they do. And I say it every week, guys. If you do not have a premium subscription, you don't know what you're missing out. I I love my Sunday afternoons after NASCAR is off of having the opportunity to go back and watch the races from Saturday night and see the things that I didn't see. And then uh, Brownstown Speedway. And again, a huge shout out to Jim Price for everything he's done to support us and and get us started in this so uh and again some big races coming up here at brownstown speedway in the next few weeks so make sure you're a part of that so uh you know jeremy you've been here with us before so i i appreciate you coming back um but i'm going to throw this over to Derek real quick and ask Derek. you know we kind of warned you where does this passion and love for racing come from my man 
Ever since I was a kid, I always, I was probably 15 the first race I ever went to. And my dad took me to the Jackson 100, and he graduated high school with Mike Jewell. Uh, I remember uh, we, he was like, man, it's too so expensive to go in the pits on Jackson 100 night. You know, we'd already paid our whatever, $30 to get right. in the stands. And, and I was like, I got 10. Come on, let, <laughs> let's go to the pits. I want to see these cars. So he took me back there and Mike Jewell, he was the best person of showing us what was going on. And, you know, back then they would switch from alcohol in the heat races to gas for to the gas features. The feature, yeah. And it, uh, I was just in awe of everything that went on back there. And ever since then, I just uh, dying to get involved. And I actually, I went to college at University of Northwestern Ohio. And uh, just for that, I took all the race stuff. That's <laughs> I, which I got hooked up with my wife now, and I didn't travel with the racing like I probably should have. But that's all right, too. We're, we're still at the racetrack every weekend now and living the dream. I mean, she's your biggest supporter, man. I can tell that when I go through the pits that, that she's all about it. And that's, oh, yeah. For both of you guys, that's a great thing to have is, is you know, your significant other that, that, let you have your addiction of going to the races you know yeah and it's not a lot of people don't realize the amount of time that we invest it's we spend way more time in the garage than we do at the racetrack now the racetrack is the rewarding part but you still got to enjoy working on the cars you know I, i turn wrenches every day of my life for my living and then I go home and work on the car till midnight, right. three or four nights a week. People are, what are you? Are you crazy? I'm like, no, this is <laughs> what I enjoy. You know, I, this is what's fun. We you know, see what we can build, and then go see if we can beat the next guy. And, <laughs> well, and I always use the analogy, and it's it's not a great one, but I always use it as a wedding. You know, everybody shows up to the wedding, and and everything's perfect, and everybody's yep. happy, and the food's out, and the drinks are flowing. That's kind of like racing on Saturday night. All those fans show up, and all you guys' cars look good and they roll out and you know you hope they run well but we miss all of the planning and the you know the the fights and the arguments and the wrenches being thrown (laughs) we miss all that monday through friday to get to see you guys race on saturday night yeah yeah i mean sundays is normally our the most frustrating day because it's when you unload and it's like oh man we see the damage that we got i didn't even know that happened (laughs) (laughs) yeah so uh, that wash day, Sunday's wash day, and that's the worst. Uh, I sent Matt a great it. picture today of uh, uh, a late model yeah. spoiler, and the guy's graphic on it says Recometer. And the first part, it's like green, <laughs> yeah, and it says you know, yeah, tap the awesome. wall all the way to like I. <laughs> yeah. I think the last one said, I hope I still have that spare deck piece. Yeah. So, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which, which I love that idea. I'm like, that's, that's exactly how it has to be. Because, you know, for a lot of you guys, yeah you don't really know how much damage you got and you, you run it till it, you know, till it won't run for you. So I can't imagine some of the times you get out and you think, Oh man, this is a lot worse than what I thought. Yeah. Well, uh, Saturday night was a good instance of that. Whenever we were got around, uh, uh, Dalton Rourke when he spun on the backstretch and I ended up, I got down and my recorder got into Josh Hayes, but it was either hit Dalton head on or bump. I couldn't see anybody beside right. me. I was just trying to avoid the major front end <laughs> damage and, uh, that's part of it you know you get around them guys and which we've we've all been there we've all spun on the track and sometimes you get lucky and nobody collects you and sometimes you're not yeah. so lucky <laughs> sometimes you're not lucky at all yeah. <laughs> give a shout out to some of the guys that's marked on here i've seen uh warren lucas wheel man jeremy owens there so yeah well, warren, giving how's you warren out. doing today my brother's on there brad Irwin just got on there so mark and jamie 
Yeah, and actually, uh, the funny thing is, Jeremy, just a couple weeks ago, I happened to buy, drive by. I was I was heading into town here in Crothersville, and I when I was heading in, Irwin's shop door was open, and there was a trailer there, and I thought, man, that, that car kind of looks familiar, that orange, and I didn't really pay attention. When I came back out, I saw all-star paving on the front of it, and I thought, Jeremy's car sitting down there. <laughs> so if I didn't have something to do, I probably would have wheeled in and just BS for a little bit, but... Uh, I was headed back with lunch for my wife, so I knew that probably wouldn't be the <laughs> probably best, wouldn't work. Eh? That wouldn't be the best time for me to be in. Mm. We've all been there too, right? You stop by for just a minute, and yeah. five hours later you go home. You go so. home. Yep. <laughs> so I I want to ask you both this question because it's something we brought up last week as we talked about yeah. you know the loss of Jason Johnson and and you know some of the tragedies that we've seen um, in racing. Why are you both willing to go out and risk that every week? And I know Jeremy, you kind of you you commented last week on the podcast or on the Facebook Live, but why is it that you guys are willing to? Because it, it is it's a risk every week that you strap in. Go ahead. Well, I guess you know as drivers, you don't really think about that until a tragedy happens like that. I mean, really, <clears throat> that's not on the back of my mind when I strap in the race car, <clears throat> but you know. It's just the competitive. I grew up playing sports, so I was competitive, you know, and I want to be competitive every night in racing. And it, I guess that's what drives me to be better and and take that risk, even though, you know, you as a driver, you can't sit in the seat and think about all the tragedies that happen or you'll never be any good. Mm-hmm. So you kind of just you put that in the back burner and and do what you can for your safety, and then and just go out there and be the best you can be on that part. So, that's I, right. you know, we. Well, whenever jeremy got wrecked a couple years ago and uh and it was scary when you see your best friends you know go through a flip like that and i I don't know dustin petro personally but watching i seen him go flipping i thought holy cow in a pure stock our cars are heavy yeah and if you got some guys they're trying to build these cars lightweight and they're not safe it's not worth that that's one thing i'll give Irwin credit uh every car i've ever been around is the safest car I've ever seen. And uh, you can only make them safe to a point. Things are going to happen. But that's why every time I pull on the track, I pray, keep Mm -hmm. me safe, keep all my other competitors safe, and hopefully we all get to go home. When you're at the racetrack to race, and like Dustin, you know, he he flipped there Saturday, and, you know, you've seen Barnett flip, and that, that Jay Baker got upside down there in the late model last year. Does all that stuff come back to your mind when you see it, when you're getting ready to go out, or do you see it and you just kind of put it to the back of your head and go on? I think one of the worst things, I was getting ready to get in my car when Barnett flipped, and he flipped right in front of where we were parked at, and I know that messed me up for my heat race, but it happened right then and there. So you can, it's not like it happened at a different racetrack or somewhere right. else, and you could put it to the back burner. You yeah. watched it happen. You watched him you know, hurt when he got out and everything. So that messes with your mind whenever you go up to the staging and you're just sitting there thinking about it and like, man, I don't want to do that. And how hard can I run it in there? Things of that nature. It's 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 a scary thought. So, well, and you know, I think that you both will agree, and I'll I'll throw out this opinion, and you guys, you know, tell me if I'm right or wrong. But the competitiveness is one thing that drives it. But I think what you both experienced Saturday night at Brownstown Speedway with fan appreciation and seeing the young kids and the people that 
that look up to you guys for what you do has to be a part of that reason you strap in too oh absolutely i mean uh, seeing all the little kids come up and their eyes light up and they're walking around the cars looking and uh, us giving them just a little bit of time it's not near enough you know that i i truly (laughs) think they need to do that more Mm -hmm. do that a couple times a year at least get the we got to get the kids more involved and it'll be when uh cowboy was trying to get everybody what was it that night they were they were were supposed to come out on the track yeah and be they got to draw for us Mm -hmm. or which drivers they were and they they got a chance to win twenty dollars or something too and it's not about the money it's about getting the kids involved with the drivers and then they'll want to come back Mm -hmm. and if every week the kids are saying mommy i won't go to the track they're going to do whatever it takes to get them back there and then also you know when you go to school that's right and yeah. you know i'm telling you at school man i went to to brownstown and they did this and this well i'm gonna go home and tell my mom and dad well i want to go watch this too because it seemed like he had fun yeah and, and you know this new generation they're not motorheads like like we all were that's you know, so we've got to find a way to introduce it to them <laughs> yeah or if not we're gonna we're gonna miss a whole generation of, of right. people that yep. can be fans yeah well and and i think you said it the best when we asked you what where your passion comes from all of us that have this bug of racing have that memory as a kid of what the car looked like, who the driver was. And I always say, you know, uh, Kevin Briscoe was mine, you know, in the sprint cars. And when Chase decided this year to run the one, the, the red and white number five for Chase Briscoe racing, and way back when the No Way Out 40 was there, when I walked through Millionaire's Row right there at Brownstown Speedway and that red and white number five rolled off, that was like me being seven, eight years Here's old again. I mean, yeah. it was it was like, oh my gosh, this is the coolest thing ever. There's there's Kevin Briscoe's Briscoe Mobile Homes car. So all of us have that that connection, and and you're exactly right. The more we can bring those kids into that, because what happened Saturday night, a bunch of kids came up to you guys' car that in 15, 20 years they're going to tell the story about Derek Clegg or Jeremy Owens, and hey, they talked to me, they took this picture with me. That's why I love racing. Yeah, and you was talking about you know when you was a kid you wanted to go to the pits and get around things. When I was young, all the haulers went out on the front stretch. They got paid, you know. They parked on the front stretch of the, of the racetrack. So, you know, when the races was over, we'd go around and we'd walk around all the haulers because you know nobody had an enclosed hauler back then. And I was just like, yeah, I wanted to get as close to that thing as I could. I wanted to smell it. I wanted to touch it. You know, I can remember I was probably six or seven walking across the racetrack, and that's when they ran the plastic bead locks. And found like a half of a beadlock and picked that up, and took that thing home, and that was like a prized possession. Yeah, you know because it yeah. came off one of those race race cars there. So it, that's where I wish uh, after heat races that we could stop out on the front stretch and get a picture, you know, just for let us stop out there so the the crowd can see our cars a little better and you right. know, just anything to get the connection with kids more. And I'm gonna give Jason Heyman credit there. Yeah, I, I call I, him old school, but <laughs> yeah, you know, I, when he won the, you know, the his race there, yeah, the Scott, you, Patman, the Scott Patman tribute race, there were some people waiting to go out to Victory Lane to meet him from the grandstands, and they took off running across the track, and I'm like, he's not going there. I was like, you're no. wasting your time. <laughs> yeah, and you know, I I kind of nicknamed him that night old school, and it fits because he, you know, in the old days, that's where they were. They stopped on the front stretch, yep. and you know, you were close to the car, and uh, Heyman does a great job with that. Yeah. Now, Derek, I'm going to ask you too. Uh, you know, as being on here, and, and Jeremy, you're you're welcome to answer this one as well. But who were those racing heroes for you growing up? Who were the guys you loved to watch and compete? Uh, Mike Jewell would be number one for me. 
And then, of course, everybody loves Dale Earnhardt. I mean, come on. <laughs> you can't go wrong with the Intimidator. Well, you just can't look as cool. I mean, there is <laughs> right, no right. one in the history of the world that's look as cool as Dale Earnhardt did, no matter what he was doing. Gargoyle sold more glasses just because he wore them. Oh my God. They would have never sold one pair if he never put them on. You know, but those, old, those old Gargoyle glasses that he wore was... Uh... And no one else could pull them off. That's no, the no, thing. No, no one else looked good in them. <laughs> but, Probably yeah. my other would be Carl Edwards. Oh, I, yeah. Carl Edwards started out sweeping floors in the garage. You know, and he worked his way up in a dirt modified. And uh, I mean, uh, you don't get to NASCAR without having inside track, but you know, he did have that. But it, he, he also worked his way up. They didn't Absolutely. just hand it to him. I mean, he'd go racetracks and hand his business card out. Yep. You know, saying if you need a race car driver, here I am. And that's I, I used to work at a shop that he had a Silver Crown car, and he had put an ad out in uh, Speed Sport News years ago, the newspaper. And he he had uh, on one of his resumes, uh, Carl Edwards had sent him trying to drive his Silver Crown car. Oh, I thought that was always like, wow, that's pretty, oh, yeah. you know, that was neat. That is, you know, and that's kind of like the stories I, I grew up at, you know, talking NASCAR as a Stewart fan. And, you know, they always talked about him. He'd walk down pit lane with his helmet and say, hey, who, who wants to let me drive? You know, yeah. I don't have a ride, but if you want to let me jump in, I've got my helmet. I'm ready to go. And I, I do think those are the cool stories you get with racing too, or the guys that um, that you know work their way up, that do all that grinding and those kind of things. And now, not to get on NASCAR, but you're getting more to the money gets you there than what it has been in the past. But you still see some of those guys that work their way to get there. Yeah, yeah. Well, the the true racers though. They haven't forgot where they come from in NASCAR. You know, Casey yeah. Kane and Larson. You know, yeah, they're ready to go back. Right. You know? Larson wants to go back as soon as he. Yeah, I has think, enough fun in NASCAR. He's ready yeah. to go back and run full time. Well, I think. I think that's what you see now with a lot of these guys that are true dirt guys. You know, you know, Stewart could still be running right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, we we don't yeah. have to talk about all the tragedies and everything he dealt with, but Stewart could still be running at a high level right now and for several years later. But he wants to just go out and own dirt tracks and own his team and, and, and play around. I I think Larson, he's not for long in NASCAR. Once he makes enough money that he thinks he can walk, he'll be racing on Saturday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday nights. He'll be the next Kenny Wallace, just, yeah. just yeah. bouncing around anywhere sure. he can. I think if he pulls off a championship, he'll be gone quicker <laughs> than you think. Yeah, That's yeah, true, I too. I think so, too. So. And I think that's coming sooner than later. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Even though he's, I, I got him in my fantasy team, and he's not, he's not lived up to what he was last year. But I'm still a fan of Larson. <laughs> Maybe at the end of the year he'll I'm lift hoping, those spirits. <laughs> he's holding all off for the playoffs, yeah. man. Yep. So well, Jeremy, who are some of those heroes for you? And I know you talked last. I mean, you talked Mark Barber, and, yeah. and those that you grew up around. But you know, I just grew up around Mark, so I really, I really didn't see nobody else. I guess it's always, you know, me and Dad when he took me over there. I mean, I got pictures when I was little, and Mark's cars all the time and you know it mark was the only hero i had i guess i mean when alan started racing and dad take me over there a couple times i started watching alan in the modified class and everything but you know mark mark was it i didn't know any other drivers i didn't really want to know any other drivers at that point i guess so it was just rooting on mark and hanging out with them in the garage so which again i think we said last time that's not a bad one to have if you're if you're gonna have no no not at all so so I'm going to ask both of you, you know, as we as we talk from from racing perspective, we got a pure stock driver, a modified driver. What is it 
What what's the the most exciting thing on the track? Now and and leave winning off. We all know that winning is it. What's the most exciting thing? Is it knowing you've got a guy set up to go make the pass? What what do you both think is the most exciting thing that you can you can have come up on the track? Well, I got one from last year. <clears throat> the best thing was that night I won that night, but had a late restart. Jacoby was leading, Boatnik was third, and I was running second. And I knew it was top dominant. I'm like, I'm going to pick the top. So I picked the top, and I knew right then and there, if Jacoby made his move to the bottom, I was going around him on the high side, just pushing the car as hard as I could to try to win that race. And it ended up working out for me, and I passed him coming out of two and never looked back. But knowing that you got a good enough car that if that guy chooses the right line, you can go by him. That's I think that's the funnest thing is just sitting there knowing you you can do that. You have the traction. You got hooked up, and you're you're ready to go. So, uh, I would say uh, I'll call out Stalker, because me and him have such a good time racing, man. And we bump and we rub, and but when you're side by side all the way around the track, and you neither one of you can get that advantage, that's where it's at. That's oh, the yeah. competition I like because it's truly whoever was lucky enough and smart enough to keep their foot from the floor <laughs> when it's black slick the way it's been. Yeah. That's who's going to win. And it, it's so much fun when you can race side by side like that and not destroy each other's equipment. And if he wins, awesome. And if I win, awesome. And, right. and we both have that understanding with each other that we're not going to take each other out. And if I lean on you, I'm sorry. Lean on me next lap. You know, so that's probably my favorite. That but, is the funnest thing. But it's probably good to race with somebody like that that you know he's not going to drive in there and, and drive through your door. That he's going to race you. Now he might lean on you like you said a little bit, but there is none of this. I'm just going to take you out so I can go ahead and get around you. And that, yeah. that has to make it very exciting. I mean, it's exciting for us, right? You know. So well, that's what I was going to say. It's hard not to lean on you guys in the pure stocks as you run three wide almost every lap. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes four I think, wide. I, mean, I think it was four wide most of the race. If there's gonna, a hole, we're going for it. I've yeah. said this every week on this podcast. I'm going to say it again. If you walk out of the Brownstown Speedway prior to the pure stock feature, I'm sorry. I, I, I have to call you out and say you're not a race fan because the best, some of the best racing all year long has been those pure stock guys. And you're exactly right. They're three and four wide the whole time. So there is no other way. I mean, you have to lean on each other. Well, Matt Botnick said it best the last time he won. And that's why he told the fans, he said, there's a whole lot of good racing outside of just the late models that, that people aren't giving it a chance. And you know, I, I think every class has great racing. And, and, you know, Jeremy, I told you this before we went on the air, that right now the pure stocks are, are kind of leading that way because they are three wide, they're four yeah. wide. And like, if you see a hole, I'll see some of you guys get in there it's like, this ain't going to work. And, you know. <laughs> it may not, but, hey, yeah. get, they're getting it may. <laughs> well, and I want to ask you this because I think you guys in the pure stocks, a lot of that comes from you got a really good group right now mm. that, that runs, you know, week in, week out of Brownstown Speedway. Of you know, and you brought up Stalker, and you know, but a lot of guys that that you can race with and aren't going to tear stuff up and yeah. aren't looking to just take you out, right? Well, I'm, I'm so I'm really shocked. Stalker hasn't won a race yet this uh, year. He's been one of the few that I thought would be there, but man, every week it's truly the top ten cars. Any night they have a chance to win. Oh yeah, yeah me. Yeah. You interviewed me in the infield, the fan appreciation. And I, I said, well, I think we got a good chance at it, and. 
Well, man, I, once we got going, I just was no good. I had a really bad push, and we just held on. I ended up, I think, sixth. But but like you said, it goes so deep in your field man, it's, that you, if you're off, I mean. Just a little bit. You've got to be on top of your yeah. game, or it's uh, the next guy is right there. I didn't know if you if you listened to Stalker's interview we had with him when he was on the show. Yeah. He, he told us that he was going to be the track champion this year, so right, right. He, he better step it up, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and you know, and he's had he's had a ton of bad luck. Yeah. And then it seems like every time he gets something fixed from the bad luck, then it's working out those bugs and getting your setup back right. And that's what I told him actually before Saturday night. I said. You know, at the Don Russ, I said, you finally started to look fast. You started yeah. to look yeah. comfortable and fast. And I said, I, I think it's coming back around. And, and he laughed because he said, I don't want to look like a fool for what I said on your podcast. <laughs> he said, <laughs> he said I'm, I'm trying to inch my way up in points. But he said, I got to start running a lot better. And, and, and again, you know, I, it, it is. It, it's tough for you guys when you, when you have something break and you got to come back and then get the setup worked out to try and get back to being fast and as competitive as you guys are, that's that's a tough class to do it. But even you know, Jeremy, you got you know Matt Boatnick, yourself, Ryan Thomas, you know the the occasional Devin Gilpin, you know he's showing up here and there, which I seen that he sold the elite car, so maybe that might slow him down. Just he a sold bit. it already. That's what it said that the elite car was sold. So really, I don't know. I didn't see that yet. So huh. yeah, but uh, wow. You know, so, you, you know, you got Jacoby, Jeremy Hines. Yep. So, y- your top ten also is... Yeah, you know, and, you, and it's hard to win at Brownstown anyways. You know, if you can win multiple times, you're doing something good over there because it seems like the track changes so much each weekend. Regardless, if it's slick each weekend, it's still a different racetrack. Right. So, yeah. it's hard. It's, it definitely is. So. Well, and it was cool for me, and, and Matt, he, he he tells me all the time he keeps ridiculous stats about Brownstown Speedway. Yeah, you, but, you guys probably don't know this. I can't believe the stats I keep on all you guys. So. But when I was sitting up at the tower with him on Saturday night, he had the all-time wins list for each class. And I just kind of started looking through it. And, and you just made the point, you know, when you win at Brownstown Speedway, it's hard to win no matter what. But I start looking down the list. I'm like, it, the top five in every class in, in all-time wins list, it's legends. I mean, it is it is Absolutely. dirt track racing in southern Indiana legends up yep. and down that list. And then I have the list of race wins in multiple classes. And that right. is the legends of legends there. That's, yeah. that's guys went over and won in, in this class and also won in another class. Yep. Yeah. And I'd actually like to put a challenge out to somebody because I think three classes is the most anybody's ever won over. I'd like to see a guy try to pull off a fourth class. Randy Lyons, I seen him put on Facebook the other night. He was going to race. He just bought a Hornet. He's got a Hornet, Super Stock, a Pure Stock, and is modified, and he's looking for a sprint car ride. He's going to try to do all five in one night. Oh I'm like, God. yeah. Well, Hudson O'Neill <laughs> was going to race the, yeah, the super late model, of the crate, a modified, and I guess somebody offered him a Hornet, and Don told him no. But uh, <laughs> but then he ended up the modified didn't work out for him either. But yeah, Hudson has contemplated, and also at the Fun Fest would be fun with that if a guy yep. could line it out and say, "I will race everything, and somebody will let me." Yep. You know, you can't afford to go out and buy your own. But I've got to say, no. you know, I'll let you get in here and drive these because you know the Fun Fest to the point of the year that it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. Man, so. I don't know if I could do that. I'm too fat and out of shape. To be <laughs> Sometimes I need help getting out of my car as it is out of one class. <laughs> it's going to have to be early spring or late fall. It's going to be 110 degrees. Yeah, no doubt. Fun Fest will be a perfect spot. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, Jack Hewitt did it, you yeah. know, at the four crown. He won all four classes. And, 
you know, but I'd, I'd like to see somebody at, at Brownstown do that, you yeah. know, race, you know, win in four different classes. So you'd have to have a lot of help that night. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, because you, you, if you're wanting to go out and be competitive and all of them, you'd have to have a crew of guys set aside for each car. Yeah, yeah. That way, all you had to do is whenever you jumped out of one, they knew what you needed for the other. Yeah. Uh, you'd have uh, to look like Roush Fenway racing, rolling. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm just going yes. to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> because, because all you're doing is moving from seat to seat to seat to seat. I have hand signals whenever you're getting out of the car. Change this, change that. Yeah. So, uh, Tim Clark's wife is our is our secretary. Well, he's she's mine still, not no longer yeah, his. No but, uh, but uh, and I told her, I said, do you realize that Tim is the third all time winningest uh, super stock driver at Brownstown Speedway? And she looked at me. She's like, don't even tell Tim that. She's like, <laughs> so I like I like bring the stats. Out. I'm like, look, I said he's three wins away from tying and four wins away from being the all time winner over there. And she's like. Please don't tell Tim <laughs> about this. <laughs> Please don't tell him. I, I've been shocked that we haven't seen Randy Petro out in a car this year because uh, I think he was real close to one of the milestones that he was trying to meet. I don't know if he ever met it last year. Well, or I not. think what three years ago he won his 600th feature. Right. So that could have been what it was. Yeah, it was three years ago, and and, uh, wow. and he actually got it at Brownstown. He he got a okay. 600th win right. at, at Brownstown. Right. So. Which is just a, a unreal number. I mean, I don't, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't even care, you know, what class, what you're running, to just have things go right. I mean, mechanically, as you said earlier, sometimes you you spin and you're just involved and it doesn't even matter, you yeah. know, or somebody spins you. Six hundred is just ridiculous. That's for sure. My brother asked if Lee Hobbs tried multiple classes. Yeah, I, I remember when back years ago Lee did try that, Mike. So that's. Uh, he was one that tried it, but I like to see it in the modern era, you yeah. know, also. So. Right. And you funny you brought up Randy. He walked up to the draw shack, and I looked at him and said, are you coming out of retirement tonight to race? And he said, I'm not. He said, Dustin is. And then he looked at me and he said, I'm not retired. And I said, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm not retired. <laughs> uh, I, I'd love to see him get back out in the car. He was always a fun one to watch. Well, he was. He raced the Fun Fest. Right, right. So, you know, he... He makes his appearances. I'd actually like to see Russ get back Make in the car. car. Right. Yeah. So, you got anything else? <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I'm listening. <laughs> well, you know, and the thing is, Dustin, you know, I started racing pure stocks whenever he started racing pure stocks. And what it makes sense is why he kind of went away from it because he was winning. He won the Mark Clark, I think. Twice. He's what a two-time winner there. Oh nine. Yeah. 2010, those two yeah. years. I'm like, so he was going to, he was probably going to be as good as his dad. But I, I don't know what happened, and but he was always good, fun to race with too. So, oh yeah. All right, now I'm going to bring it back around. You know, same way I said, what's the most exciting thing? And I love what you guys talked about there with, you know, knowing you've got the setup. Outside of mechanical failure, things like that. What's the most frustrating thing when you're on the track? When you know you got good enough stuff to compete but you left something out on the table you forgot to make a change where you knew probably could have helped you and you're just sitting out there riding around trying to finish in the best spot you can but you knew that one change or you knew that tire would have made the difference so it eats you yeah well i guess uh two races ago we we've been really been struggling with a miss and i was way underpowered and like i got to start the feature i have to start for points you know I, i'm gonna go out and just ride around and you know no i said i'm gonna start and then i'm gonna park it so we don't tear something else up 
and me and jason Heyman started talking he said just go out there and ride around it's black slick just don't try to race all them guys but half of the field will fall out and he said then you got to gain every point matters and then of course that still didn't work out i have a guy just straight body slam me going down the front stretch and junk junk three hundred dollars more worth of front end part so it's like man should have i stayed out there or should have i pulled in knowing that i was underpowered that uh if you can't race for the win it's hard to stay out there that's the bad part about points racing is you sometimes you do things that you normally wouldn't right. do I, i'd have pulled it back on the trailer just so we didn't tear something else up because i know i'm faster than them guys but i was back there with them because uh we were underpowered how are you guys when you when you come around and you're in the front but you start catching the tail of the field and uh, we talked about it before the show started the guy that does not run a consistent line when you're approaching him i mean how do you approach that to decide even where to go to get around the guy i truly try to i look i don't drive at my front bumper i probably look too far out in front of me really but uh, i try to really predict what they're doing and i i'll try to watch them a lap or two before if i can to see where they're going and um, the one car that we lapped a few times this week yeah i seen he couldn't hold it on the bottom he was gonna go end up he started at the bottom he was gonna end up at the top right so i the, one time i lapped him i remember i started at the top and shot down to the bottom because i knew he coming off to he was going to the top so i and you, you got to watch guys like that. Uh, I I want everybody to be able to come out and have fun, but don't bring something out there and just tear tear the leaders up. I, right. I, I remember last year, Jason Combs, the first three mm-hmm. or four races, he got tore up every week yes. over a lap car. And I'm like, man, my heart went out to that guy. He, he should have won a few of them races and got knocked out because of lap cars. That. It gets frustrating because we all spend a lot of money and work really hard to be there. And when somebody that's... I was just curious about that because you got to keep pushing, or the guy behind oh, you absolutely. is going to go around you. Yeah, but then you know, you don't want to tear your stuff up at the same time trying to get around, you know. And and everybody spent their time to, at the rear of the field for you know All something right. or another. I've been know, that so. guy for years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, and you just gotta you gotta plan your attack on where to pass that guy at. Yeah, and also depending on how close you are with the guy that's run second or first, you got to figure out is this car going to hold that guy up. Or where can I go to hold the guy that's run on the inside of me up? That way I can get a little bit of a lead, a little bit of a break on him. So that's for sure. Because, you know, Chad Stapleton lost a race what, last year of over a lap car. Yep. You know, so it's... I yeah. lost a race last year over a lap car. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, so... You know, everybody's, <laughs> I've been there before. <laughs> everybody's there. I just, you know, do you start preparing, like, when, you, when you're coming out of four and they're going into one, you realize, okay, in about the next three laps, yep. he, I'm going to be at him. Do you start planning there and start really watching him more to see where yep. you, you might get your break? Yeah, absolutely. Like Jeremy said, you got to really prepare for who who else you're racing hard with. And if you're by yourself, it's not that big of a deal. But when you're already too wide racing, yep. this really makes it really hard to get around those guys sometimes. Somebody's going to get pinched off. Right. Yep. <laughs> now, let's say you got a lap car that, that really holds a great line. Do you sit, try to set the guy you're racing hard with up? Like, try to use use that guy as a pick? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know of anybody that wouldn't at that point in time. <laughs> if that car's in the right spot at the right time, you're going to use him. Hey, Dustin, uh, Mark and Jamie asked how you like scoring the feature. Uh, I didn't have to. I, I got to sit down there in my, my little corner of the world and just enjoy the air conditioning, Jamie. And uh, Rusty scooted down and took that over. So, I just... I just hung out and ate french fries, to be honest. 
I'll, I'll give Jamie a shout out. I she's she's got a love for the sport that not many women have, or the things oh that she puts up with. And the guys, uh, she, she's the number one complaint department, and yeah. then it, she and goes know, and have that surgery, and it's 110 degrees out, and she's there. You just got out of the hospital yesterday, girl. <laughs> I, well, I know we're idiots, but what's wrong with you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're, supposed, you're supposed to be the, the center of reasoning. <laughs> yeah, here. absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, you fit in with us well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had, I had a, a minor like a panic attack because. She said that she may have to leave early, and she looked at me and said, hey, uh, you may have to score tonight. And I'm like, no, I just came up here to soak up the free air. <laughs> I don't know how to do that. <laughs> you don't understand. I do a podcast, and I hang out up here and talk. That's all That's all I'm here for. <laughs> but, but no, she uh, she taught me. I got to I got to score some heat races and uh, got got to try and learn her, her system, but she's the master. Yeah. I, I, I'm not, not nearly there. Mike asked who the all-time multiple-class winner was, and uh, I showed you. Yes, we double-checked it. It was Devin Gilpin. Devin Gilpin has more. He actually has the most modified wins and the most multi-class wins of, of anybody over <laughs> there. So His number is not to, to uh, Jim Curry's late-model wins, but right. you know his, he's got the most modified, the most multi-class, because you know, Curry just raced the late-models. So. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it is Devin Gilpin there with the, with the most multi-class and the most modified wins. Now I'm going to ask you both, and and I, I, you kind of talked a little bit about it, but what is it? What is it about Brownstown Speedway that makes it so desirable to go there and race? It's hard to win over there. You Absolutely. Guys, <laughs> like I said, it just takes it takes a perfect night to win because I mean there's such good competition over there, and the racetrack changes every weekend. It's not predictable, I guess. And I think, how much has it changed from the heats to the feature? I mean, do you guys really have to watch the track? You you really got to watch it because I know I had I was watching it and then I'm like, well, I better go up and look at this late mall feature real quick. And then I ran back to my car to make a couple different changes because I knew I wasn't prepared for what was about to happen. So it it, it changes a lot and it changes real fast. That's why it makes it hard for us pure stock guys because we don't have the adjustability that right. all the upper classes do. So, you, I mean, you rely on stagger and wheel offsets and spring rubbers, basically. That's that's the best thing we do at the track. And so what these guys can adjust into the car, you pretty much have to adjust into your driving style more or less. Absolutely. So you know, We try to build the car, make it where it's better in the slick, and we just fight it whenever it's heavy. But... Uh, We've kind of been the other way around this year. I've been better in the heavy and not so good in the slick. So, so when it turned black Saturday, you was probably a little upset then, huh? Yeah. Well, I knew I knew as soon as we looked at the track, I'm like, oh, wow, we ain't been on it yet, and it's dry. It's going to be black from the top to bottom. We're going to be ice skating tonight. And I, I knew. I was like, man, I don't know. When we went out for the heat race, we, we was pretty good, and I I flubbed up, and, or I should have won that heat race, but we uh, – then I knew we were going to struggle in the feature. It was going to be tough. And you know, to, I guess to, to uphold Jim there, when it's 105 degrees outside, I made the comment in the tower we could have took all the water out of that lake up there and probably wouldn't got enough right. water on the racetrack, right. you know. And and uh, you know, I kind of I kind of feel for Jim sometimes because it seems like no matter what he does, somebody's upset with you know it's heavy or it's slick or right. you know, and, and sometimes he's his hands are kind of tied just because of the weather we have you know it's yeah it's either rained and he's trying to get get the race in and it's right. going to be heavy or or saturday and and 
this sounds awful, but I kind of laughed when I came in and I saw him riding around the water truck and I thought, you know, he'd do the front stretch about by the time he got back around. I thought it looks dry and he's yeah, hitting it yeah. again. I mean, and that's, yeah. and, you know, he's trying to do the best he can, but Matt's exactly right, man. I mean, it, it was evaporating, you know, as soon as it was hitting the dirt. I mean, it just was so hot. And, and the sun's not down till 10 o'clock anymore. Right. You know, so it ain't like, well, you know, we'll get it by until the sun goes down because we all know the moisture comes back up. Yeah. But when the sun don't go down to 10 and it stays in the 90s after yep. the sun goes down, yeah. you know, and then. Well, yeah, and then and you the, fight. Do you get done at 3 a.m. or do you get done at, you know, 1130? Okay. So the you, you seem happy to, to be kids. home at midnight. It was kind of uh, kind of a change for us. That's for sure. Yeah. We, yeah. It's normally a lot later. Well, and going back to kids and getting them excited about it. You know, that's that's huge to me. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. I got a four year old in there that I mean, I'm telling you what, since we started this and he's obsessed with racing now. He thinks I'm like the the most amazing human being ever because all these unbelievable race car drivers show up at our house every week. <laughs> I mean, and it's and it's cool because he he'll come out and he'll say, "Well, what numbers are going to be here tonight?" and and the chair you're actually sitting in, Derek, is his chair when he does the podcast. And he'll, so to, later on, he'll come out and he'll say, "Who sat in my chair? What's his car look like?" You know, so right. so I mean, but it's cool because again, you again talking about those kids, but that's the whole thing you fight is with the sun not going down till ten when you get it started so yeah, yeah. I, I set up in the tower and and you know jim will look and like you know i'm getting tore up because you know the fans is all upset it was dusty it's like what can he do you know he could win out after every one of your guys race put water down but you guys would have blown it right off you know that's yep uh, i i don't mind the black slick that's uh, i enjoy driving when it's slick like that i hate the dust the dust sucks it, that makes the racing not as fun for the drivers too because you can't see oh i can see you know, that I, I felt bad for the guys that were in the back of the field well i started third row and when we took the checker the green flag and went into one i couldn't see the guy in front of me but again i mean i don't think he could put <coughs> enough water down to keep that because it was just so hot yeah. that you know and, no. and, and you know right ha, what do you do yeah you know that's the thing I can remember years ago the day races, you know, down at Hobstot and stuff. That it was always dusty because yeah, they, yeah. they couldn't keep it watered enough. Right. I'm gonna throw out here to Zach Stalker because I see he's joined us here on Facebook Live. And Zach, I know you you listen to our audio podcast as well, but you need to go back because uh, you got some some real uh, kudos thrown out <laughs> to you. I, I wanted to actually twist it and say you you got cut down, but you didn't. You got some real kudos <laughs> thrown out to you, Zach, and uh, you need to go back and listen to that because. Uh, you know some real respect handed out to you the way you drive yeah derek said he enjoyed uh, racing with you side by side he knew you'd race and not take him out you know not intentionally of course and and uh, so big shout out there absolutely it, why the o2 i gotta ask that i'm always curious why i pick i know why you picked the double zero but why the weird. o2 my cousin was uh when he was in high school baseball it was his number oh really and i was always whenever i played baseball in high school i always had o2 and it's like what number one? i've always been o2 how can i change now <laughs> or it's just uh, just because i'm changing my sport doesn't mean right. I, you know so i've always had o2 no matter what i played that was my number yeah I've, i'm always curious why people pick you know I, all the numbers there are right you know, why, why do you lean on that one and yeah. you know like, Yours is kind of a rare number, right. you know, with the zero in front of it. Yeah. So now we're we're here at about forty minutes, and we're not going to be done yet. But I want to give you both a chance to really shout out your your sponsors. Yeah. So I'm going to start with you, Derek, and you want to you want to kind of run down your sponsors. Man, and who I should have brought a list. <laughs> I can I can go to Jeremy first. And then come back. It's all right. It's all right. <laughs> um, 
First, I want to thank uh, Bonanza's and Ponderosa Steakhouse. Uh, Mike Everhart stepped up and helped us out a lot, and he we got on the hood this year. Uh, Stoplight Liquor in Scottsburg. Uh, Gilpin Electric. Bill Gilpin stepped up and helped us out a lot this year, and has been a big help. Uh, Boo Bishop with Bishop Oil. He's my fuel sponsor, and I mean stuff like that is big. Oh, yeah. I don't have to worry about buying fuel every week. That's just phenomenal. Uh, my dad with Gary's Trekking Service helps. Uh, er, Brad Irwin with Irwin Customs. Uh, we'd always build our bodies in my garage before. Uh, Brandon Carr always helped me out a lot. And then I, uh, Irwin stepped up and we brought my car to his shop. And we built my entire body the day after the North Vernon banquet. Well, we were been drinking all night. I thought, there is no way we're going to build a body in one day. And we did it. And so I, that's it. And it, it's not that we changed a lot of things, but his little tweaks just made the car turn out so much better. It just that uh, it really turned out good this year. And and then Irwin helps me out with set up, talk to every Sunday. We we always have an hour conversation. All right, Bubby, help me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what do we? What can we do now? That's, I'm sure you're yep. there too. <laughs> There's yep, been many times. Sure. Just, hey, help, dude! You we can't just, be racing somewhere else. You got to be with us. <laughs> just need a conference call. Round maybe that's when we need to move the podcast to maybe we need you guys to all come in here we'll get out of the way you just sit down on sunday mornings and i'll record you guys talk. we can't tell everybody but I, our secrets but I, won't, I was just getting ready to say i won't release them until after the season's over, over yeah. it'll be a recap recap uh, the only other ones uh larry hartwell's helped me out a lot this year he uh and he's not on the car but uh just personally and, and with parts and giving me advice and driving advice um and i think pewter hall they they help out a lot cowboy and darla both are not only are they friends to me but they're great car sponsor and they're a great class sponsor yes. I, I mean they they do phenomenal things for our class that you don't see any other sponsors do i think that's really cool i mean like you all giving bonuses for the heat races that's awesome man get you know a lot of us racers struggle every week. So yeah. every even yep. if it's ten dollars, every little bit helps out a lot. Um, and that's you know that's why we do that is we know that you know right we're, right we're close enough to the heartbeat of the sport that we know none of you guys are getting rich. You know yeah. it's you know th there are some in racing that are right, but you guys and, and you're our local heroes because when I was a kid, those guys was way more important to me out on Brownstown Speedway than ever was on NASCAR. You know because I. I, I felt like I knew them. I seen them every Saturday, mm -hmm. and I thought I knew them. So whatever we can do to help you, and we try to also. So. Well, and the and the other thing is, I want. <laughs> See what Brad said. <laughs> I, I appreciate I appreciate you guys taking the time, you know, to come out. And Jeremy's been out here twice, and and Derek, you're welcome anytime you want to come out and you know hang out with us. But I, I appreciate you guys. So that's a big reason why we wanted to throw it back out and and. You know, n no knock on any of the other drivers, but there's no doubt when when I when we've thrown up that money, there's guys that we're we're pulling for, for because right. they've come out, they've supported us, they've given us their time, they want to be on the podcast, and you know, and and so there's there's no doubt. I I laughed and told Jeremy before, man, I was I was pulling for you in the heat race. If I was going <laughs> to hand somebody one, I wanted to hand it to you. Yeah. So, so it is cool for us to be able to help you guys out and be involved. One right. of my responsibilities is do the booking, and you wouldn't believe the people just tell me no. You know, they, they're nervous. They want, and it's like, this is for you guys. Right. You know, yep. 
we're here to make you guys be known. It ain't about us, right? You know? right. So it's been you know. it's been fun. I didn't know what to expect coming up being <laughs> my first time here. It's it's good time. Yeah. Go ahead. Let's throw out. Let's throw out your your sponsors as well, Jeremy. Well, I got to speak to Brad Irwin's thing real quick. <laughs> what he means by that is, I actually called him after the. It might have been after while the late models were going on. It was talking to him while he was sitting in the car in the lineup shoot with his helmet on, and Blake's <laughs> passing messages back and forth to me and him trying to figure out what changes we need to agree on to try to make something happen. But uh, you know, Brad does a lot for a lot of people. And he's done a yeah. lot for me. I wouldn't be where I am today without him, you know. So a, a lot a lot goes out to him, you know. He helped me build my car. He helps me so much. He helps everybody so much. So, you know, he, he's definitely a big part of my racing program, and I can't thank him enough. Um, Bill Gilpin, Gilpin Electric and Generator. Bill, Mike Lugo, they come every weekend. Michelle and um, Victoria, they come help me sell shirts and stuff like that. So, you know, they help out a lot. All-Star Paving, Kevin Hallman, he's right down there on oh, yeah. 31. Oh, pothole. Yeah, he's been with me since he's been with me since the beginning. So, you know, I can't thank him enough. Um, Peter Hall came on this year. Can't thank Curtis and Darla enough for that. Um, Travis Kern, P3 Graphics, um, Ride Auto Parts in North Vernon. You know, they've been with me since the beginning as well. Um, just everybody that, you know, has a hand in that, you know, it, it makes a big difference. Miller Pest Control, are they still in your car? No, I haven't been. I, I think Billy's been working on him, but... They need to be, because I thought they still were on your car, because yeah. they came out the other day and did a heck of a job at my place, so... I know he does a lot with the Clarks, but I, I think Billy's been working on trying to get him on my car, too, but... Uh, they, so. they, right there, if if, uh, <laughs> if he... And I know he started listening, because when he came out and he saw my setup, he said, what is all this? And I <laughs> I said, you know, Jim, I said, Here, here's all the stuff, so... I know he's listening, so he needs to jump on board right there. J- Jim does my house too, so he definitely needs to jump on board. Oh man, he, <laughs> he is! Uh, I, I'll give him credit. I gave him a huge shout out on Facebook today, man, because my wife was about ready to strangle me because the ants that were were, yeah. were running around, and I called him, and he came out like within the next day. I was like, yeah. he's like, when are you free? And I'm like, can you be out here tomorrow morning? He's like, yeah, no problem. And he sprayed once, and we've not seen a bug in the house since he's been here. So he Can't made my that. wife happy, and if, if, if you can make my, if you can make anybody's wife happy, life is good. Yes. So huge shout out to, to Miller sure. Pest Control. But um, he's a good Hayden boy too. Absolutely. Yeah. And <laughs> Justin Bowling jumped on, and uh, you know I, I want to say first of all congratulations to Justin. Justin won our uh, uh, Schaefer Photo and Custom T uh, twenty by thirty frame print uh when we had the contest here a little while ago and uh you know justin i want to say before we actually got on the air we were talking a lot about you as well and uh you know how impressive it is that you've went from going really fast or really powerful i guess i should say in a straight line to going really fast and turning left several times and uh you know shout out to you justin for everything you've done it's been a heck of a year yeah, for sure. No, I also got to thank Cassie. I think her and Michelle sitting at home right now watching it. Cassie had surgery this morning, so oh, wow. she's in a little bit of pain, but I think uh, Michelle's keeping her company right now. So I got to thank her. She, you know, I don't thank her enough, and I, I, I'm surprised she lets me get by with that, but, you know, <laughs> um, she really sacrificed a lot for me to do what I do. So, you know, I can't thank her enough either. Yeah, and I'm going to ask you both, too, because it's, it, it is. Um it is interesting and and in everything you do and i i coached football for a long time before you know getting into administration and um and <laughs> i want to say that 
you know, who are those other people outside of sponsors that that help you get to the track? And I know you d- you just brought up, you know, Cassie, but who who are the other ones that that help you get to the track? I mean, really, everybody that sponsors my car helps in some way. You know, Blake Barber, he comes with me a lot when Mark's not racing, and he's a big help when he comes too. You know, it's it's nice to have somebody to bounce ideas off because Blake's knowledgeable. He, he mm-hmm. might he. Oh, yeah. He might not, you know, be as knowledgeable as most, but he's been around long enough and he's helped Mark long enough that when he comes and I don't have nobody else, I'm bouncing ideas off Blake. And it makes me feel better that he comes back and says, no, this is what it looked like or this is what I seen because you get that good feeling from somebody you can come in and bounce ideas off if you don't have nobody else there to bounce ideas off. So it's definitely nice, but a lot of people that help me come to races every weekend and sponsor my car or have some part in my race car so that's awesome i've known bill gilpin almost my whole life and i and you right he is one of the greatest guys i mean he will give you the shirt off his back if he feels like he'll help you out and you know that's yeah. that's almost anybody that's just how you know how bill is so. yeah him and mike come out every week at least once a week if yeah. not twice a week to help me get the car ready and everything so i gotta thank nick jones he he's been racing with me since i started since day one and uh and uh, i wish i had a penny for every hour we spent in that garage <laughs> working on the cars because uh I, every week no matter if it's 110 or if it's in the winter and it's zero we're still out there you know, thrashing getting stuff ready and they don't they don't get to make it to the track every week but hey everybody's got lives they gotta yeah. do they can't i can't expect people to be there at uh and it's him and brandon Carr. brandon has been a big help to my program too he keeps his car in my garage so we he may not he may be working on his car but I, I, hey what do you think about this or you know you're laying in our car hey you got that three-quarter inch throw it over here <laughs> <laughs> just being there for each other for moral support anyway it, it makes a big difference productivity goes up for sure even though we're working on two cars i think it, from talking to you guys and even when dustin won the race the other night right. yeah. it seems like jason Haven helps you guys out a whole lot because jason went to him when he missed his heat race and told him just chill out man you, you know yeah. you got a good car yeah. so it seems like Haman's a great cheerleader for you guys because you guys are kind of like a little family over there outside of turn two i know yep. you know oh, you guys are that's for in the sure same spots anytime and, somebody struggles over there everybody's so, yeah somebody's helping. somebody's over there helping so yeah. and that's you know Jason's another the other friend of the show, but you know I heard you make that comment, and I've heard you, and then you know Dustin said that in Victory Lane that that Heyman just told him to you know use his head and and, and right. chill out. So yeah. it's you know it's good to have someone like that that is a cheerleader, you yeah. know that, that can help That's you out sure. like that. Jason's kind of a legend in the street stock stuff too, so you know. That. It's it's a big help to somebody that's in the middle of it and knows oh, yeah. and and he'll shoot it to you straight. Get your head together. What is wrong with you? <laughs> yeah. oh, yeah. oh, oh, oh. <laughs> and we all need that person. Absolutely. As well. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I told him I was gonna strap him in one night and I'd give him a hammer every time I'd try to flat foot it, just hit me in the back of the head and get me back in check, dude. Dustin tells me that about three times a week. And Jason, he'll he'll. I mean, he jumped out of his car, I think, and then ran 
to my car and is like, hey, this is what the racetrack is doing. This is what it looks like. This is where to go. This is where it's tractioned up at. So, you know, Jason's a big help on that part of it, too. He'd, he'd yeah, jump yeah. right out of his car and run over to your car and just to help you out as well. So That's, I forget it was just this weekend. He yeah. he come over. He's like, I need the four-wheeler. I'm like, you don't have to ask. Just go. He's like, I got to go talk to Jeremy. He's in the lineup shoot. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, and I think that, you know, you talked earlier about how as fans, we don't realize what you guys do Monday through Friday to get the cars ready. Right. But I also don't think fans always know because when we watch nascar and we talk about teams or you talk about irl and there's these teams they don't realize that when you guys pull in on saturday night and and i've had the blessing of walking through the pits a lot you guys park next to the same people it's different classes it's multiple but the the family aspect that comes out in the pits that it does and even even in the same class that you can break apart and your competitor that may know that man if i hand i've got a spare and if i hand him this it may cost me this race tonight. He'll hand it to you because he'd rather race with you than win and you be yep. on the on the bench. I that's mean, that's, sure. that's the most yeah. amazing thing about the racing yeah. community. And I've always seen it like that. You know, back you know years ago when I was in the pits a lot more, I always seen, you know, it might be your, your hardest competitor, but you're going to give them that part because you would rather race against them yeah. and know that you can beat them than think, well, I beat him because he was broke. I know one night Jacoby was having issues with his power steering, had a line that broke off or something. I actually sent my brother home to get another power steering container out of my garage and come back because I'm just like that. If somebody needs something and I have it, even if they race in my same class, I want to race. I, I came there to race them, not for them to fall out and not right. race against yep. them. Oh, that's yeah. no that's no fun for me. Well, it goes back so. to when I asked you the question of why Brownstown Speedway. You know, because... And I, I hate I don't want to be negative about the racing community because I love it, but there are guys that that find the tracks that there's only certain driver. You know, there's a right. small car count. They'll go because they know it can be competitive. That's what I appreciate about what both of you said. Why? Because it's hard to win there. I yeah. want to go to the place it's hard to win because it means something. I've yeah. always said if you can win at Brownstown Speedway, you can win anywhere. Absolutely. I don't care where you go. And Jeremy Blake says that we can't keep you out late because he don't want you blaming us for the golf game tomorrow. So <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And thanks for the happy birthday there, Blake. Uh, Blake, I'm just going to call you out right there and just say that, Blake, if, you're, if your mullet gets flapping in the wind at – in your eyes, your your golf game may struggle as well. <laughs> I, hope, I hope the wind lays down, Blake, because if that mullet comes back around, I you know we talked earlier about Dale Earnhardt and how he only could pull off those glasses, Blake. You're not pulling off the mullet well, but that's not fair. I shouldn't I, I shouldn't come after him. I'm gonna go back to the sponsors. You know, when you was over at the Johnny Appleseed. It was awesome for me to sit over in the grandstands and see you and Devin both going around the racetrack with with sponsors I know. Right. You know, a lot of those guys, you know, especially the Lucas Oil guys, you don't know nobody on those cars. But, exactly. You know, when I see Ride Auto Parts and, you know, All-Star Paving, you know, and all that, and you know, you're at Eldora, that, that is awesome to me right there. Yeah. You know, so that's that's another thing. I, I enjoy seeing the, the hometown local sponsors when you guys do travel out like yeah, that. Yeah, especially when you're traveling like that. It's nice to see somebody that you know. You might be 100 miles away from home, oh, but yeah. seeing somebody you know – you might even race with them you're still somewhat rooting against them even though even if you i won't say you two don't get along but if if you guys are stiff competitors and you're rivals some you still root for those guys in those big races like that you know oh yeah yeah. well it's it's the it's a david versus goliath thing you know it's it's these you know and that's what's so cool that you know my experience being at eldora is walking through it and i immediately want to pull for the guys that don't have the the huge haulers don't have the huge 
teams that are you know that they're sitting in the air conditioning all day playing i racing or whatever and <laughs> and somebody else is getting it ready i mean the coolest thing and going back to you guys that's why i love the saturday night you know local shows is you guys are thrashing on your cars as well you're not just a shoe you're not climbing in and just hitting the gas you're you're as much involved in getting yeah. that car to the track making sure it runs well as as anybody because you guys do work on it all week do you, that make you think about some decisions when you get a little hot-headed in the helmet there and you think man i'm gonna have to fix this if i do something stupid there's a fine line there yep but uh you really got to control your temper at times because you know the majority of it comes out of our pocket and we're the yep. ones that's got to fix it right. so, uh, and that 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 hurt me really bad to begin with in my racing because i i wouldn't put my nose in where i should have a lot of times uh, i think i'm trying to get better at that but uh, <laughs> i mean it would, it would me you know i think man if i screw this up I might not be able to be here because yeah. well, last year you had, you tore your car up or Bad. you didn't get to come back for about what three weeks, man. Yeah, yeah. So you know, and that would probably be on my mind. That's probably why it's a good thing that I yell in the microphone and I don't drive because I'd be thinking, oh man, I you know I just tore up a hundred dollar part. And that's one of the things you think about. I know I do, mostly with my motor, just because I I guess I don't have enough money to go out and get another one so that that weighs on my mind a lot. And that's I tear the thing down most of the time in the garage just to check over everything, but. Um, you think about that whenever you're paying for all that stuff out of your own pocket it's like man i let's make it through another night let's make it through another night because it's scary sometimes yeah i'm gonna ask you both you know how how do you deal with that frustration i mean i because i understand what you're both saying again i come from a football background as a player and as a coach and you know the worst thing you can ever do is is get emotional even on the football field because you'll over make a play you'll you'll overrun something you you never it never works out the way you think it is so when you have that situation that somebody's done something and you, and all you want to do is is take them out because of whatever reason how do you how do you sit in the car and control that man i don't know <laughs> i mean don't tell me the words you say i don't want those out but. I, i'm sure it's not always controlled either though is it i mean sometimes no. it I, I mean you really got it's hard to control but at the end of the day i know what i think about is there's other people watching me hmm, and if good. i go out there and junk somebody because they hit me or something you know if somebody rubs up against you and you rub them in the next corner i don't see that but if somebody spins you out and then you go back around the racetrack and spin them out i think there's so many people that watch us it's not a good example for anybody i don't that's not a way to gain fans that's not a way to do anything in that nature so i i think that's what you sit there and tell yourself even though you're cussing the whole time <laughs> but i think that's that's what i tell myself at least so. that's that's the one good thing about the race savers is that you all can't hear us <laughs> <laughs> it would not be good <laughs> As a fan, I wish I could. I'll be honest. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, we but, talked earlier about Dale Jr. being on the NASCAR broadcast. Right. I heard him talk on Sunday that, you know, they had a 1 to 10 scale. And, and then they said, well, you added extra words in there. He said, that just meant emphasis. <laughs> <laughs> I, said, I said 10 plus words. That meant that was extra important. So. And then, Jamie tries to help out with that, too. You know, when we see, you know, up in the tower that, okay, this is going a little further and right you know, it's chill out chill out so you know that that has to help also okay you're right you know i need to chill out because even when you try to tear up somebody else you're tearing your stuff yep. up too well you I, know. I'll, I'll admit to my my fault last week in the heat race i i was so frustrated after we'd done good i kept i i knew i had stalker beat i was on the top he was on the bottom i knew i'd have the momentum to get him if i just kept my head on straight and i, and I pushed really bad in two 
Um, like, oh, I got to drive it in harder now, make sure I beat him. Well, then I drove in too hard and was, yeah. was plumb sideways coming off, and he he was able to beat me. And I, afterward, when we were pulling off the track, I was like, dang it, and I just punched a dash. Well, when we were in the uh, infield, I had a guy come up. How's your hand feel? I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, I heard that pop up in the stands. I was like, oh my. <laughs> Mental note recorded. I, if I'm going to do that, we have to do that on the back stretch. Yeah. Not on the front stretch. We're out on the half mile. Half yeah. mile. Going to the scale. That goes right back to what Jeremy says. You guys yeah. are always being watched, and you know yeah, you're somebody's absolutely. hero when that grandstands. You yeah. Know? So yeah. that's uh, and and you never know. If there might be somebody up there that might be a potential sponsor or mm-hmm. yeah. mm, that's a good point too. A potential ride or half a ride or whatever the case may be sitting up there watching you every weekend that is watching your actions more than how you finish. You know, and I, I agree. that's a great point you bring up, Jeremy, because I think I watch some drivers react to some things sometimes and that's exactly what I think if it, and, and you, I think, have a, a great perspective of that because what you said earlier is that every sponsor on your car is usually at the track with you. I always wonder if every sponsor that had wrote you a check that's that's on your car was sitting in the stands, would you react that way? And I think you got right. a great point there. I mean, and I know some guys will tell me, oh, yeah, I would. I, it doesn't matter. I'd, I'd do it. But you're exactly right. We're the If you want to move up classes, if you want to continue in this career – you want to keep having sponsors. You got to make sure that you're you're representing them the way they'd want to be represented. Yeah. And that's where I think one thing the NASCAR media I don't like how they do it because they immediately throw that microphone in that driver's face after something bad has happened to him. Yeah, yeah. And none of us are going to keep our cool with that because <laughs> you've just given that guy an outlet to vent, and it's never going to be good. Yeah. But, but they like that drama where that's ratings for them. Yeah, let them yeah. go cool off. And you collect their thoughts and then come back and talk to you. Because yeah. I've never agreed with that of running over there, right? You know, when something bad's happened, said, no, tell me about it. Yeah, it'd be, no, it'd be the same way if you did it at Brownstown. Yeah, if somebody yeah. got wrecked out, you stick a microphone in the front of their mouth. I mean, they're going to speak what they feel right then because they're yeah. still in the moment. Yeah. They, they're not thinking, so. Yeah, that's I've never agreed with that. And, and it's yeah. great ratings for them because, you know, everybody likes that drama. But sometimes I think it shows the bad side of the sport. I yeah. agree. No, and I, I, I think we could, you know, talking about our own show, we could blow this show up if I wanted to, if I wanted to show up at Brownstown every week and wait for somebody to get wrecked out and run up with my recorder and throw a mic in front of their face and get the drama and bring people on here and build it. But that may get people involved, but it won't get butts in the seat on Saturday night. That's right. Well, it's about the kids, too. we right, got to be yes, good sir. role models for the kids. And uh, unfortunately, nowadays, there's not enough good role models for the no. kids. And uh I probably think about that more than anything. That's for sure. So, I what I'm going to ask you both, and I, Jeremy, I probably already asked you, but Derek, I'm going to ask you what when you when you look back on on your racing career, what's the one moment that stands out that's the the most exciting thing? I know I ask you what's when you're on the track, but what's the the crowning moment for you in your your racing career? And probably be, well, naturally, the first win. I was fortunate enough my dad was there with me and my wife was there with me and uh, all my family being there. Uh, other than that one would be years ago we were, I don't remember what if it was the Pure Stock Special or where at Twin Cities. And when it, everybody else was off and I said, man, if we can make this race, it'll be like winning the daytona 500 for us because <laughs> i there was 50 plus cars there that night 
and uh, I ended up starting on the pole of the race. And I, I was, that was like, there's no way you, you ain't going to make this race on the way there. I'm like, Oh, just come on. And I, I lucked out and drew good and started towards the front of a heat race. That wasn't the stacked heat race. Like we normally end up drawing <laughs> and, uh, uh, lucked out to start on the front row. And I think I finished third or fourth in that race. And I, and it ended up on six cylinders and uh, I pulled it out, but, uh, that was probably my most self-accomplished night I felt. I know I enjoyed the the first time I got to interview at, at, at Brownstown. That was uh, that's fun for me because you was very wound up and energetic at night. So it was, you know, yeah, yeah. It, it was a fun interview. For uh, I mean, and I, me and my mom old man's just alike. He he sees all the blood, sweat, and tears that we put into the things and the hours that we spend and the, the money that we both spend to be able to be there every week. And uh, uh, we had dreamed a long time about being in Victory Lane and be able to do it at Brownstown and. And a lot of times during the summer, dad goes to the lake, so he's not always there. And I've always got to keep him updated oh, yeah. how things are going. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, so him being there, uh, that made it even more emotional. I'm like, hey, you got to go to the other side of the car. I can't look at you right now. <laughs> I, I got to talk to these other guys. <laughs> so, uh, and I think it's really cool that, again, going back to that family aspect, you talk about, you know, my dad was there. My family was there. You know, it was it was kind of funny. My uh, My wife works in Brownstown, teaches at Brownstown High School, and I, I came home uh, Saturday night, and she said, was there something special for Jason Heyman on Saturday? And I said, no, why? I mean, it was fan appreciation. She goes, well, my Facebook blew up with every relation to Jason Heyman was at the track, and <laughs> everybody was there, and the whole family was there, and I said... I mean, it was just a. I mean, there, no, I, but but it was it was cool to me to hear her as I walked in and she said that as I got home at midnight and she was already in bed. She's like, "Man, Heyman had a ton of people there." And I said, "Yeah, he does normally." Oh, but, yeah, but I said, uh, you know, it was fan appreciation night and, and people were excited. So, but it was kind of cool again that family aspect that we talked about you, with me and Jeremy both. We we've really lucked out the whole big group of us uh, to. I mean, we're all like family, you know, yep. it's our racing family. It don't matter if we're at the racetrack or something's going on at home. We all know that we're a phone call away and Jason's part of that with our group. And there was, yep. what was there? Almost 20 of us went together and went on a cruise last year. Yeah. And it was all our all our racing family, <laughs> yeah. and talk about a good time. <laughs> yeah. That might all, be another whole episode. Right? Yeah, that could be. It probably could be. Really. <laughs> talk about all now, now, my question is: How does throttled up the podcast get invited to the yeah. cruise the next time yeah. it happens? We're in podcast on the sea. Yeah. <laughs> you show up, right? Yeah. That's right. <laughs> now that's awesome, and that you know that's a, that that's what I don't think. You know, we talk a lot on here about the marginal race fan the the person that doesn't come out on saturday night and how do we get them there and that's what i don't think they understand is that's you know i i tell my wife all the time my son right now desperately wants to be a race car driver and and i hope he continues that passion but what i tell her all the time is what you don't realize is and i think you've brought this up before if 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 he's at the track on Saturday nights, I know where he's at. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's exciting for me to see him have this passion. And, you know, it's it's kind of funny. And, and Gilpin's been on here a couple times with us. And his my son's favorite color is yellow. So he loves the 1G, um, even though I've I've been on record saying and got called out that the double zero modified is the best-looking car there is. <laughs> Sorry, Derek. Uh, but 
He come out after after Devin was here the last time, and he said, "I want to I want to drive a go kart, and I want to be the one A because his name's Alan. So I want to be the one A with a yellow go kart." And I thought you'll have to talk to Tom Alt about that. I said, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> "My first thing was you." If you're going to run a one, number one in yellow, you better go talk to Devin and see if he's going to help help support us. But, uh, but no, it, it is. It's cool to see kids like that that are excited about this sport because, like I told my wife, when when you get involved, you know, and, and I know that Matt feels this with, with his stepdaughters, you know, it, they can they can run the, the track, and you know there's 150 eyes on them in the pits. You know the people are watching them. You know the people know who they are, and and that's a really cool thing about it. Yeah, because I don't know if you guys know that or not. My eleven year old is in the pits with Aubrey Egan yeah. all night long. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, she when we get to the track, she goes to Aubrey's, and, and I go to the tower, and uh, yeah, she she's part of Aubrey's crew, and uh, you know, right there, that's another great role model for eleven year old girl. Oh, that, absolutely, that, that she can look at Aubrey yeah. and say, "I can do this," because she, you know, and even Allie, you know, they both are doing this. Yeah, that I can do this, and yeah. she has it in her mind. You know, because she said, when can I start racing? So we've told her 15. Well, she's 11 now, so she's counting it down. That we're yeah. getting close to 15, you know, so. Yeah. Daddy's going to have to get in that yeah. pocketbook. <laughs> and, it, and it's crazy. Like, I know my family, I don't have, none, not a whole lot of my family comes to races every weekend. My mom yeah. and Jeff do sometimes, but I have other family that's there all the time that I grew up with. You know, we got, we're lucky enough to have a big family that parks next to oh, each yeah. other every weekend. Yeah. Yeah. You Absolutely. know, Mark and Lori and Blake and. Ashley, they they've been my family since you know day one. You know, so it's different family, but it's still all family, and we all help each other out whenever we can. So it's it's nice. It's it's a good feeling to pull into the racetrack and have that, you know, that person next to you know something happens or something goes wrong, they're going to jump in right there and help you regardless if they got something to work on on their car or not. So, but you you don't have to be born into a group of people to be family. No, no. that's for you sure. Know, you know, I, I love my you know my actual blood family, but my family is huge. You know, with uh, you with everybody else that, that is involved with me when I need things and stuff like that. So, yep. you know, and I, cause I've watched it, you know, and you guys over there, you know, your little group there outside of turn two, you, you guys are definitely, the word family is a definite there for all you guys. And, and, and that's sure. pretty awesome. Yeah. We're all tied. Every, pretty yep. well everybody that parks on the back stretch with us back there. Is... <laughs> if we can figure out a way to just mark all that off. So we don't have, one of us don't have to rush to get there to save spots. <laughs> we'd be all right. Well, I, I remember years ago at Bloomington, they used to put like if you parked against the fence, you know, out by the there would be your race car door was on the fence right there. Like that was your spot, right? You know, so maybe you guys talk to Jim. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Do like, hey, just <laughs> right here if you just help us out here. <laughs> well, it, it's kind of funny because there was a guy that came in with a modified on Saturday night that had never been to Brownstown Speedway. That was one of his questions. He's like, "Where where can I park?" And yeah, it's yeah. funny you guys say that because he's like, "Can I park right here, right outside the pit shack?" And we're like, "Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, just don't go back down there to to turn two. That, <laughs> but but you guys know there's some tracks that depending on what you race, you're restricted to where you can park, park. in the pit. Absolutely. That's yeah. why I didn't like Eldora because I'm if I, if I could stay away from the same class of mine, I want to park over there by somebody else that doesn't have a car. Like mine, so I'm. I don't know why I'm just. That's my pet peeve, I guess. I want right. to be away from my competition because I work hard every week to to get there. I don't want to don't want to give up anything unless I absolutely have to. So. That's a really. So, that, so you and Prince weren't side by side then? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> 
but that's an interesting thing though about about Eldora because you are yeah. unfortunately you're stuck and, and <laughs> Blake can speak to this I think we got in trouble the whole night at Eldora for every little thing I mean it started we pulled in the racetrack and I didn't pull close enough to the guy next to me so I had to back up and pull close to that guy we couldn't run left side wheel covers I went the wrong way down pit road can't have two people on four wheelers it was it was well you can't push start with a four wheeler. I got in trouble when we went back out on the racetrack. It, it was an interesting <laughs> night for sure. So well, I've never been I've never been to a racetrack that had so many rules I didn't know about. That's <laughs> how you learn though, man. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, for sure. That's a hidden story we didn't know because yeah. we we didn't see it till the the gas station when we all stopped to to get a snack on the yeah. way home from the Johnny yeah, Apple Spice, I had Spiceland there, yeah. Yeah, I had no idea that <laughs> You had broke every rule. In the <laughs> every rule. I'm pretty sure they told us not to come back at the end of the night, but we'll be back sometime. <laughs> when, when you roll in, there'll be an official that just walks yeah. with you. Yeah, hey, we're just going to hang out with you tonight. <laughs> Make sure you do everything right. I'm your official yeah. tonight. Yeah. You heard it here first, guys, on Throttled Up. <laughs> Jeremy Owens is a bad boy at Eldora yeah. Speedway. Tony Stewart's a signing Tony Stewart is probably not liking me right <laughs> now. <the> <laughs> They had, they had something to talk about at the end of the night when they got in their group powwow, I'm sure. Yeah. That double zero car, he's horrible. <laughs> Don't even let said, him back. He probably said, Tony said, where'd that double zero come from? North Vernon, now oh, there it is. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> that's, that's, so, so they worry about the zero and the double zero over there. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> that's, the, that's the whole thing right there, so. Well, guys, we're we're at an hour and fifteen minutes, and uh, you know I can't say enough to both of you how much I you know Jeremy, you've been here twice, and you're welcome any any time. And if Derek, you just want to come yeah. and hang out, man, yeah, come yeah, on, I'd just love to come hang out. Same yeah, thing, uh, you know. I I truly truly appreciate it. You know, this was a uh, a crazy idea that Matt and I started with way back in you know February at at our offices, and I said, hey man, you want to do it? You want to do a podcast about dirt track racing? And it has honestly been one of the coolest things that we've started and and it's all about sitting down with guys like you and and getting to Mm -hmm. you know you know bs a little bit and talk about what you guys do and i've i've never had the opportunity or or even you know desire really to sit in a car because i really like sitting in the stands and watching you guys do what you do um but it is i'll remember that saturday he likes sitting in the stands we can keep him out of air conditioning <laughs> hey it's supposed to be less humid it's supposed to be less humid saturday 80 degrees i think so. uh for everybody watching on facebook live and listening on apple Podcasts, throttled up the podcast is looking for a co-host um, i'm in we're, i'm in <laughs> we'll be accepting resumes and uh throttled up the podcast <laughs> No, uh, but, uh, you know, like I said, guys, uh, I appreciate you coming down. It's always fun to, to chat with you guys, and, and I wish you guys the best of luck uh, as, as you go through the rest of the season. And, and, and know this, you got uh, you got two huge fans for both of you sitting right here. Thank you. Yeah, yep. thank you. We appreciate that. You want to let them shout their sponsors out one more time for yeah. off here? Yeah, throw out your sponsors one more time. Go ahead, Derek. Uh, Pewter Hall, Bishop Oil, Gary's Trucking Service, Irwin Customs, Bonanzas, and Ponderosa Steakhouse, Stoplight Liquor, Gilpin Electric. Gilpin Electric, All-Star Paving, you know, Brad Irwin, Irwin Customs, Pewter Hall, Travis Kern, um, Wright Auto Parts, Genesis Shocks, Franklin Rear Ends. Um, if I missed anybody, I'm sorry, but I think I got everybody. <laughs> and, and your guys' wives. Yes. Absolutely. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, I, I've always said the way we got all this started was I came home with an idea on a podcast and I brought my wife in. And I thought she can't question me if I buy stuff if she's involved. So <laughs> that's how that's how I ended up with two of them. But uh, you know, and, and then to our sponsors, obviously Schaefer Photo and Custom Tea, and uh, you know, I see uh, Mark and uh, Jamie there. Jamie said, "See you Saturday, guys," and and we can't wait to see you over at uh, the Brownstown Speedway. Um, and uh, in the fastlaneproductions.com and also along with uh, Brownstown Speedway and uh, Jim Price. And, again, thank you to all the, the stuff that they do for us. You going to be at Scottsburg sun, uh, Sunday? We'll see how Saturday night goes. <laughs> I hope so. I want to win that race at Scottsburg so bad I can't stand it. I finished second the last two years in a row. I, I know you have. Because, so, uh, you know, all of us that work at Brownstown, we go down there and work that show. So, yeah. you know, it's uh, – We'll yeah. we'll be there one way or another. <laughs> <laughs> it may be one of them all nighters. Right on, right on. <laughs> hey, you you've got some new family members here, so if you need somebody to help beat on the car on Saturday night, let me know. I'll I'll, I'll swing down that way, and I I don't know a whole lot, but I can swing a hammer. Hey, as long as you can hold a two by four and swing a hammer, <laughs> you can fix dents. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, hey, thank you to everybody on uh, Facebook Live. This is by far uh, our most uh, oh, yeah. successful and consistent, uh, you know, uh, show. And uh, I appreciate everybody that's been supporting the podcast. And again, um, uh, you know, I appreciate you know the support and everybody that's out there. So, thank you, guys. Trailer, I'm flossing. Huh. Them Hoosier tires glossing. Yep. Them cold kind, we're tossing. Right. They know I came to wreck it, yet I rarely bring out a caution. I hit the high side, boy, I park it for Brian Clausen. Uh. I do them like Kyle Larson. Watch me throw them sliders. Party in victory lane, and y'all boys ain't invited. Your mama gets excited when I pull up to unload. Even your grandpa talking about, man, that boy too cold. We don't sit on 24s, we don't ride on spinners. I'm posted up on them 15s with platinum dirt defenders. Got kids up in my window like, hey, Mo, are you gonna win it? Yeah, I hope y'all brought some stamps, cause y'all know I'm about to send it on me. Dirt, 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 I'm all about that. Dirt, 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 I'm throwing Dirt, 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 I miss that Dirt, 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 gotta get back to it I'm a dirt trackaholic, call it what you call it Saturday night, I am so Kenny Wallace on that Dirt, 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 I miss that Dirt, 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 gotta get back to it
I just won hot laps for the third week. Huh? Lil Dave said he thinks we're in the first heat. Yeah. So I go and check the board on my bike, sitting outside pole. Y'all know what it's looking like. Uh -huh. W, W, that's another George W. Yeah. Hit him with that half a lap, like, dang, what gear you running, dude? And where'd you get that fire suit? Uh. Man, I like that stitching. Velocity USA, hey, just tell Brad that I sent you. I'm shining like I'm rubbered up and I'm smiling for the pics. Y'all boys be looking tacky while I stay looking slick. Four new rims, no new friends. They never know what I'm planning. And mama just gave me them eyes like, dang, baby, you looking handsome. We pray and sing the anthem. Nobody takes a knee. We stop and show respect because we're all proud to be. From the land of the free and the home of the brave, y'all better Wake up and get it uh, We're making America great again Let's all go out and kick it on there Dirt, 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 dirt I'm all about that Dirt, 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 dirt I'm throwing Dirt, 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 dirt I miss that Dirt, 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 dirt Gotta get back to I'm it. a dirt trackaholic Call it what you call it Saturday night I am so Kenny Wallace on that Dirt, dirt, dirt Dirt, I miss that. Dirt, 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 dirt. Gotta get back to it.